You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Welcome to Locked On Dynasty Football. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am great. How about you? I'm good as well. Kind of getting back in the swing of things. We had fall break last week. That that throws off our schedule. It's it's good to have that break, but it uh, it, it changes things for sure. So getting oh, back yeah. getting back in the routine. We are in our same routine here, Matt. It is Tuesday, so we're talking dynasty transactions. And as we always do, we'll start with some waiver wire targets. Uh, you know the the story, interesting ones here. The story is the same every week, Matt. These injuries. I don't know. It, it feels like it's worse this year than other years. I don't know, man. There were some big ones last year. Barkley and McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, those monsters. guys. Those guys are still on the list. They're still. Here. I guess it hasn't gotten any better for them. Yeah. Yeah, we we saw more uh, key players go down to injury in week six. We'll talk about some of those and and the resulting waiver wire moves. Uh, I think we have to start in Cleveland. Uh, the the Browns are already missing Nick Chubb. Not sure how much longer he'll be out. They're certainly hoping he is back soon because now it's his running mate Kareem Hunt also on the shelf with a a uh, hamstring injury. It looked pretty bad, and, and I know there was. There was some concern as soon as he went down that maybe that was an Achilles injury. It was non-contact, grabbed for the back of the leg, gets carded off, almost immediately ruled out. There, there was some concern and some and a scare for sure. Uh, even with the, you know, the less severe injury, Matt, he's still going to miss multiple weeks. Uh, the Browns play this Thursday, just in a couple days. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if Nick Chubb's on the field. If not. I guess it's going to be Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton. You, you probably got to pick those guys up in Dynasty uh, just just to kind of fill your 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 spots and, and thinking about how rough running back is in general right now. Mix in those Week Seven buys, which are crazy, uh, but I don't have much hope for these guys. We did we did the Dearness Johnson thing last year, and it didn't go so well. No, it didn't. But. Denver's not the greatest competition right now. Their defense is okay, not great. Uh, bye weeks, injuries, as you mentioned. A lot of people might need Johnson this week. And I can't imagine, you know, unless news comes out, which it will, of course, between now and Thursday, I can't believe Chubb or Hunt's going to play on Thursday night. Maybe the week after. So if you need Johnson for a week or two as a starter, I say jump in on it. Felton's kind of interesting to me, though, because is he a receiver? Is he right. a running back? You know, I mean, he's a different beast, and they're looking for offense any way they can get it. Their wide receiver core is also banged up slash hard to trust, as is their quarterback, as is, you know, J.O.K. and all kinds of guys on their team. Felton's kind of appealing to me for maybe a long-term stash. You know, it, does he get the... 
Darren Sproles, James White role right now and starts to impress, and then he turns into a slot receiver next year. I, I don't know. I, I like the player. I, I do as well. That's actually, I was going to say the same thing. I like Felton more long-term. If you need to um, plug in that, that RB2 spot or one of those flex spots, Dearness Johnson's probably your guy for, for the short term here. But yeah. I am kind of intrigued with Felton. They've used him. They've not used him as a running back so far, really. Mostly uh, his his work coming uh, split out wide. So he he, he is interesting for sure. Um, and, and you're right on on Nick Chubb. I mean, we'll know more. Maybe maybe we'll even know more by the time uh, people are listening to this to this episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, going into last week and and before that injury to Kareem Hunt. There was talk about putting Nick Chubb on the injured reserve list and him yeah, missing yeah. a couple more weeks, and now all of a sudden he, he's in the mix for Thursday. That that does feel a little uh, a little weird. Uh, OBJ oh, there, yeah. You talked about it also. OBJ banged up. Baker Mayfield has his arm in a sling. Says he's playing this week. This team is is just beaten up. Uh, I, I don't know when their buy is, but they need it. I think it's I think it's <laughs> one of the late ones actually. Unfortunately for them. Uh, yeah, it's actually I know week, they have, week 13. Yeah, okay. I say I know they have the Steelers on Halloween after this Thursday, but man, they need it bad. Yeah, they really do. Um, we saw some injury, uh, I guess actually some COVID news in Cincinnati with Samaj P. Ryan missing the game due to COVID. Would assume he would be back uh, on the field in week seven. But uh, this rookie, Chris Evans, he's a guy we talked a little bit about uh, on previous episodes. I was already intrigued. I'm more intrigued. Made an unbelievable catch for a for a touchdown uh, to get their day kicked off in Week Seven, and played played of course second fiddle to Joe Mixon. But I, I really like Evans as a stash. Oh, I do too, and I have every step of the way. I like him more now. He was one of my favorite round four rookie picks. I mean, an extreme tester was a super high recruit. And I know you know more about college and Debbie and all these things than I do, but and we saw this from Peoples Jones. Is Michigan where good prospects go to die? You, you know, you know what I mean. Like all these talented kids go to Michigan, and then all their draft, you know, uh, reports are super talented, but wasn't that productive at Michigan? Or you know, like I don't know if they're using these guys right. And you mentioned P Ryan. I mean, I'd rather have Evans than P Ryan. Oh yes, yeah, I, I certainly would yeah, as well. Yeah. And. And and I mean, P Ryan is what he is. He's a good veteran backup. If Mixon goes down, I think it's it's P Ryan who's going to, you know, see see the workload when it comes to actual carries. But uh, again, Evans is intriguing and and playing that change of pace role, uh, pass catching role is uh, is a nice guy to stash. And you're right on the Michigan thing. I I actually it's it's been a while. It's probably a year or so. But at one point, I I looked up all of the four and five star. Uh, recruits who had uh, committed to Michigan, who had played for Michigan, uh, okay. just just at the four fantasy skill positions, the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And there was a long list of them. I mean, we're talking, oh, uh, sure. you know, 20 guys probably over the past, uh, past several years, and, and none of them. None of them had done anything. Peoples-Jones is probably the most successful Michigan Wolverine since – since Tom Brady, I mean Braylon Edwards had had a run, but he that was kind of short lived. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's bad. Been, it I mean, is bad. Stevie Breston back in my day. Oh, I wow. mean, like we're really b- reaching here. Yeah, I mean even like Rashawn Gary 
best recruit in the country, 13th pick in the draft. Didn't have any sacks at Michigan. No. You know, like, what are we doing here? Uh, one more intriguing rookie is Noah Gray, the tight end for the Chiefs. Um, you know, of, of course, it's it's Kelsey's show there, obviously. But first of all, he's he's been in and out of the lineup over the past couple weeks, starting to get banged up. Another team that you could say could use a buy pretty soon is the Chiefs. So Kelsey banged up. Gray has already gotten some some usage even in these first few weeks with Kelsey on the field. But then they lose uh, they lose Fortson, who had also been getting quite a bit of usage. Their backup tight end, he tears his Achilles. I believe that's Jody Fortson. So he's done for the year. Gray, we have to assume, is is going to get a, an increase in workload, and we're we're certainly not wishing any injury on Travis Kelsey. We all need him in our sure. fantasy lineups, but you know he's he, not a young man. He's not young. He's he keeps coming out of the game with with different uh different little injuries and i don't know noah gray would be a guy i would i would be stashing for sure yeah kind of like we talked about evans though i mean he had a lot of rookie draft buzz in that that era of the that time of the the year uh they seem to love him and all those things you said i 100 percent agree with and the one thing i want to add is you know they just signed josh gordon and they're not tearing through people right now. I think they're looking for one more weapon. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about a few more waiver wire targets. Folks, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food. Uh, it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect and gather. I mean, a, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. No one will have dependable Wi-Fi and all the French fries and McFlurries you could ever want. Uh, win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge and meet up. Uh, it's a place where you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. It's always one of my favorite spots for that. Um, so <laughs> head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. And maybe you guys could even listen to the podcast while you're at it. So good stuff. Uh, go check out McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's finish up our waiver wire conversation. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, yet another player who could see an an increased workload or or really just increased snaps. I don't know if we can call it a workload yet. Uh, but he is the Washington backup running back. Uh, Antonio Gibson in and out of that game. He, we know the injury. He's got the um, he's got the basically the broken shin and yeah. that, that he's playing on the stress fracture in his in his uh, lower leg that he has been playing on and seemed to. I don't know if a, if a, a stress fracture gets aggravated, but certainly was struggling with that according to his head coach, Ron Rivera. So Gibson was in and out of the lineup. It sounds like rest is really what Gibson needs. They've got a bye coming up, I believe, in week nine is Washington's bye. So there's there's a scenario where Gibson sits out the next two weeks in order to be healthy in the back half of the season. Uh, I I don't know that J.D. McKissick is, is the kind of running back you lean on heavily. I would think Patterson would see some work. I would think so too. 
Um, it's a little hard to judge, you know, I, my, my one redraft league, I'm winning it, but Gibson was my first pick, you know, my first round pick, and he's a little maddening because, as we saw with a handful of fantasy stars this past week, oh, he's in the lineup. Oh, he's in the blue tent. Oh, he's back out. Oh, he's in the blue tent. You know, like, it just seems like that's the what this guy is until this heals, and then maybe Washington finally just says, let's shut him down. Um, I like Patterson, certainly productive player, smaller pinball type, but McKissick kind of reminds me of Jamal Williams in the fact that not how they play, coaches love these two guys. You know, like, we're not in the building every day, they do all the little things right, when Gibson's out, McKissick's not only James Whiting it, but he's also getting carries now, which is really frustrating as a Gibson owner. But they're also always losing, which really sets up more for McKissick, you know. So if you think Fitz coming back, they're going to start playing a little more competitive games with a lead, and maybe Patterson would be useful. But I think Gibson probably is going to get shut down at some point, unfortunately, right around that bye, or maybe even this week until after the bye. And yeah, Patterson will be useful. I mean, he should probably be under roster. Man, their defense just stinks in Washington. It's so bad. Yeah, one one of the teams we thought would have maybe the best defense in the league, and and instead they're they're among the worst. It's it's unreal. Yeah. It's great for McKissick. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, one more injury: Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they were already without Chris Carson, uh, who uh, is now on the injured reserve list, going to miss at least two more games with that neck injury. That's that's a certainly a scary situation. Uh, Alex Collins played well against your boys on Sunday night, uh, but Very. suffered a, uh, a hip injury late in the game. Sounds like it's not serious, but could potentially miss some time. DJ Dallas, uh, mostly played the pass catching role there. Got more work than I expected him to. Honestly, was, was, uh, pretty impressive overall. And Rashad Penny is eligible to come off the injured reserve. Sound like, sounds like that is the plan for him. So if Carson will miss the next couple of games, if Collins misses as well, uh, I would think it would be a combination of those two, Dallas and Penny, even Travis Homer mixing in. Uh, if Penny's on the waiver wire, he's definitely my priority. Uh, yes. But, but either one of these guys I'm taking a chance on. Yeah, I, I suppose, especially Penny, who I didn't like coming out of school. I didn't understand why he was a first-round pick, but that none of that stuff matters anymore. Mm all about opportunity um do you agree though like i wouldn't cut collins for one of these two no no i think collins will be back again it doesn't sound like a serious injury may not even miss uh may not even miss this week um i think he's better than both these guys i I think he is as well but they're just you know maybe maybe pete carroll is stubborn i don't know but they are oh i think so (laughs) they are not giving up on rashad penny so uh, with Carson out, if Penny's ready to go, I think he gets a chance, even if Collins is in the lineup as well. Yeah, and one little note, you mentioned the Steelers. I studied this game like crazy, and I just re- turned in a 3,000-word word, uh, word document about the game. And I'm just going to throw this out there, because Pittsburgh, until late in the game, really just looked at Seattle like we can't let DK or Lockett get behind mm-hmm. us. If they run yep. on us, fine. So, and then eventually they just start gouging them enough that was like, okay, we'll stop with the too high stuff and creep into the box. But as long as Gino's out there, I'm guessing that's how most people play the Seahawks. Yeah, they have to. I mean, they're, yeah. 
the only way they could beat us. Don't let DK get behind. Yeah, of course, Russ is the story, but they're, uh, I mean, they're, they're hurting on defense, Carson out of the game. Uh, Everett has been out a couple weeks until this past week. So they're, they're really hurting all over. I mean, this, this team's not making, they're not very good. Yeah. No, they're not very good. Uh, A couple other quick names to throw out. Tyrod Taylor also sounds like he's due back from injury soon. I would think, uh, I mean, Davis Mills has been fine, but I think we see Taylor, uh, Tyrod Taylor back on the field. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, he, he's an option in super flex leagues. Marlon Mack has been the subject of trade rumors. I would be stashing him if he hit the waiver wire in shallow leagues just to see if he gets moved. Uh, I mean, so many. C would be great. Yeah, so many teams could use a running back. And uh, he's he's definitely playing better than I thought he would given that, uh, that nasty injury a year ago. Last one, Cam Newton uh, got the vaccine. He's ready to play. Sounds like teams are ready for him to play. He's already... Uh, had some talks with Seattle reportedly, and maybe other teams as well. Just like running back, there's multiple teams that need a quarterback. What are your thoughts on Cam Newton? Yeah, I mean, I guess he got vaccinated or came out over the weekend. Back to Seattle, you know, they had that Thursday game, so they had 10 days to prepare for the Sunday nighter here in Pittsburgh. Sure would have been nice if I were them to have known this four days earlier, mm-hmm. sign him right after the Thursday nighter, and had him maybe start against the Steelers. Do you think he's a 2022 starting quarterback on opening day? Uh, no. I, my question I My question was going to be, Do you, are you sure he's better than Geno Smith right now? I'm not sure of that, but I, I lean towards, I would rather roll the dice with Newton than Smith. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've held on to him in uh, in my Dynasty Superflex leagues. I've not seen him hit the waiver wire in, in any of those. Certainly in one quarterback leagues, he is out there, and I would I would leave him out there. Uh, if he's on if he's on the waiver wire in a Superflex league, if you've got the spot, yeah, I'm 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 rostering him just in case. Similar to the Marlon Mack situation, you know, does he yeah, does he end up in a better a better place? Beyond that, I'm I'm staying away. I, mean, I thought it was kind of telling that he's not on Washington's team already right. with Rivera. Right. You know? Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some trade targets who are injured. It's been the story of this of this episode. Folks, in life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or... You may you just want to be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, man, when when I'm at a beach or a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, drinking my hand, maybe creating my own taco flight or having a good meal. Uh, as long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. But with Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. So, what are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. 
you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do you, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you check out tomorrow's show when we will continue to talk about October Dynasty ADP. Now, make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, we have hit the waiver wire targets, talked about all of those players you need to know about. Let's talk trades here. And we we talked injuries earlier in the show. The injuries are certainly piling up. We've got multiple key players who are done for the year. We've got several others who are on IR and, and will miss multiple weeks. What What's your general thought about trying to buy low and target those injured players in Dynasty Leagues? It's a great tactic when you're productively struggling, in my opinion. Yes. You know, to give someone a, uh, an 8 out of 10 for a 10 out of 10, but your 10 out of 10 is not healthy, and he still doesn't... Help you win, which is still what you want, but when he's back, you're ready to rock, hopefully, with next year's first overall pick or whatever. So, generally speaking, I think that's the approach. Or, it sounds a little rude, but if you can take advantage, I mean, flat out take advantage of an owner who's really struggling, that maybe has a couple of these guys that all of a sudden is desperate, and you can lowball them a little bit, well, gouge them. You know, I was actually in that spot. I was desperate in in one league. It's a super flex league. I had Russell Wilson. And, I mean, if you look at my rankings, I've got Russell Wilson ranked well ahead of Matthew Stafford. Uh, But also in this league, I need wins. And I'm thinking short term. It's kind of a unique format that's not not necessarily worth talking about now. Uh, But... I needed I needed wins now. I couldn't wait six weeks or eight weeks for for Russell Wilson to come back. So I made that trade uh, of of Wilson for Stafford. I actually gave uh, some some other pieces on top, uh, basically. And you know, if you put it into the trade calculator at DLF, it it was not coming out on my side. If you look at any ADP or rankings, again, it would it would go against those. But my point is, yeah. my point is, Tough spot. yeah, you can see both sides of this. If you've got one of these players uh, who are out for the year, uh, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, and you need production now, 
I don't think there's anything wrong in general with with moving one of those guys for a, a running back or really any any player who can give you some points now. Of course, there's always risk in that. Uh, we know in in most cases these players who are losing value because they're not on the field, they will regain that value. So that's oh, yeah. that's kind of the thesis of the idea is buy low on these players when uh, when you can because as early as January or February, they're going to start regaining value. Now, Akers is a different situation. We we mentioned Marlon Mack earlier as a waiver target. Uh, coming back from that Achilles injury is, is far from a sure thing. Um, so I, I still think he's going to regain value. We, we will see if he actually uh, can, can regain, you know, form and, and produce like we all thought he would this season. Yeah. I mean, and they, they're not going to just sit back and be like, Oh, Cam Akers is coming back. We'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hender- Henderson's already there. They, they were proactive to go add Michelle. Oh, Henderson's been great. And he's been great. Yeah. I mean, could they add a fourth round pick running back with some size? Maybe, you know, so Akers isn't guaranteed a thing. So we've got a list here, a pretty long list, unfortunately, of injured players, uh, players that are out, but expected to be back at some point this season might be a couple weeks, might be a couple months. Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, Kareem Hunt just had just went down with that injury. Uh, Michael Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, uh, of those six players, who would you be most aggressively trying to tra- target in a trade, assuming their price is not what it was a few weeks ago or prior to that injury? Edwards Hilaire is a distant last. Uh, I guess Wilson, because I know he's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, I, this is a much bigger conversation, but... If Seattle really does have a bad year like we thought, could Carroll decide, man, there's not much on this roster. I'm hanging it up. And Wilson says, like he did a year ago, I went out of here. And uh, I think Wilson's going to be a star for a long time. And maybe that's too, too low-hanging of a fruit, but give me that guy on my team. No, I agree. Uh, and, and I think Wilson is a good one because um, – his price was already probably lower than it should be. True, he's, true. he's always been a guy who has produced at a higher level than he's actually been valued. Uh, so I, I like that one. I'm not surprised you would say uh, CEH is, is your last guy to target. I actually kind of like trying to trade for, for Edwards Alaire right now. I think the, uh, the, the panic has gone too far. I compared him to Leonard Fournette on, uh, on the DLF Dynasty podcast this week. Just, just from the idea that Fournette was that guy that we thought would be a, a top five running back, and he he never really got to that point, and, and and never will, you know, honestly at this point. True, true. But he can still be a fantasy starter. So whether some of these guys get cooties, and you don't, nobody will touch him anymore. Yeah, and and I think that's yeah. that's the point we're at. And Daryl Williams was was fine on Sunday. I don't, I don't think he was a world beater. He scored those two short touchdowns and because the chiefs won and they haven't been winning because he had the short touchdowns. And that's, that's something that, you know, honestly that Edwards Alaire struggled with. I think the perception is that he played a lot better than, than Clyde has been. And I don't know if that's the case. My, my issue with him, I agree with everything you said there. My issue with him is I think 
hypothetically, what if Kansas City would have taken Jonathan Taylor in the first round and not <laughs> CEH? Yeah. Well, nobody be playing all these two high shells and doubling Tyreek. And I think I mentioned this last week. I mean, Kansas City's O-line is kind of a run-blocking, mauling Orlando Brown type of line. So if I'm home, uh, Andy Reid right now, mm-hmm. I'd look at this and say, boy, if I could draft a 225-pound dude in the second round next year, th- that would complete my offense. Sure, and and that that could happen, but a, yeah, yeah. again, we saw what happened with Fournette. He gets cut, the panic is is on, and and people are dropping him or trading him for a third rounder, and and now he's an RB one in fantasy. Um, yeah, so yeah. will the value ever get get back to where it was? I mean, we, we were talking about Clyde as, no. as the one hundred and one in dynasty, which was just silly, honestly. But will it ever get to that point? No, it won't. He's not going to regain that type of value. Probably not even. Uh, not even getting back to first round startup value ever, but he can still be productive even if it might be on a new team. Yeah, I mean redraft. He was going like fifth overall last year. Yeah, wow. It just it just got too much. Yeah. Some players who are out for the season. Same question: Who would you be most aggressive in targeting? We're talking Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, my guy Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chart, and Irv Smith. Who's your target here? Irv Smith's very appealing because he's going to be cheap as could be, mm-hmm. but it's Dobbins. Yeah, I mean that, that was my choice as well. <laughs> all these old men they're trotting out there. They may none of them might be on the team next year. He's gonna he's the total opposite of Acres. He's going to fall into a perfect situation. Welcome him back with open arms. Great team, uh, Dobbins. Does the the struggle of the Ravens running game and this you know this hodgepodge of what they put together? Does that worry you about Dobbins' role, or do you just chalk it up to they've got bad running backs right now? They have bad running backs right yeah. now, and they don't want to hand those guys the ball. I mean, yep. but they didn't mind against the Chargers with the lead, and they all got nine carries or whatever, but they ran the ball. They took it out of Lamar's hands because they could. I mean, if teams are going to beg the Ravens to run on them, they're going to run on them. Yeah, all those guys had... Eight carries for forty-two yards and a touchdown. Right, right. Somebody said that looked like the uh, the the army box score. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That's, get, that's... get everybody involved. Yeah. Oh man, all so for bad. one, one for all. So bad. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC Twenty Three. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.